Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know what I mean? It's a moment of silence because we're bringing back AJ Green's corpse today at PHNX Cardinals Live. Welcome to the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always, partner in crime, Mr. Bo Brock. Our resident receiver, Mr. Frank Sanders, number 81, is back today. Gentlemen, I was thinking earlier today, what are we going to talk about? And then in the afternoon exploded, and we now have a boatload to discuss. Josh Hunt in the chat, who, by the way, posted a hysterical video. If you haven't seen it, it's on our PHNX Cardinals Twitter account. Where, where do we start, gentlemen? A.J. Green, he's back. What do you think? You know me, I'm loving it already off the top. I've been begging for A.J. Green to come back anyway. I think he hasn't done anything to uh, to that warrants the conversation that he shouldn't be back on this team. Uh, I think what he what he was able to do last year with this team after 54 catches and a little bit more over 800 yards, I still saw upside. But once again, the conversation was once D-Hop went down, where did he go? Well, the question I got a question for you guys: Where did Cliff Kingsbury go after D after D Hop Scott went down? And that was the big transition to, in my opinion, to most of what what we end up seeing. And Cliff has definitely been on a record about saying that he didn't do a great job of once D Hops went down with the offense. So I'm glad to have AJ back. The money that's on the table is a, is a little bit of nothing. I mean, JV, we got him for a dollar a dollar store price. Come on, man, you can't be mad. Got him for a dollar store price. That's a dollar twenty-five now if you if you pay attention to the market. But I'm happy. I'm glad that he's back and receiver that knows the system, a plug and play guy. Didn't get hurt last year. Gave y'all 17 games. Those are all bonuses to me. Frank, completely agree. I mean, but where is the contingency plan? I think that we're still awaiting that. I like the accountability <laughs> from Cliff Kingsbury, but like AJ Green opposite DeAndre Hopkins being that Z receiver, that's the best. AJ Green you can get right there I mean I thought that he flashed enough early on and can play that complimentary role perfect perfectly for this offense now we just need to kind of find who's going to be the guy that's going to step up in the absence of Christian Kirk are they going to go in the second third round maybe find that guy maybe even later are they going to continue to look at the free agent market we'll see but I think that you know it, it's a it's a good fit for both parties AJ Green where, where was he gonna go he's gonna go learn another offense he was gonna be onto his third team in three years and, and as far as the Cardinals I mean we saw you know what that role looks like with him opposite D hop and, and I like it I mean you just have to move forward with the group that was kind of 10 and two here the DeAndre Hopkins Arizona Cardinals what that looked like in the red zone everything. And uh, AJ, like if he's your number one receiver, sure, we got problems at, at his age. But if he's your number two, if he's your number th- fringe three, I'm cool with it. You know, I initially was hesitant on, on bringing him back for a bunch of different reasons. Number one was I thought this kind of contract with AJ Green was not going to happen after the robust receiver market that we saw to begin free agency. And, you know, put aside his age his production, whatever. I just thought there was an inflated price coming with receivers. You remember like most of the contract proposals 
with AJ Green coming into this offseason and beyond were one, two year deals, eight to nine million dollars per season. I didn't have an appetite for that. And then the Christian Kirk contract came and I'm like, shit, is somebody gonna pay AJ Green 10 to 12 million next year just because? So I felt much better today, even though like I listen, it's whatever. I, I still want them to address receiver pick 23. I still think they need to get more explosive. Does AJ Green have a role for this team? Absolutely. He showed value. It was a good signing. I just I don't want this move to take precedent over a young rookie wide receiver, a phenom, if they get Burks or somebody else at 23. Like, don't let AJ Green take valuable snaps over a rookie. All that being said, you're paying him nothing. Three million dollars is nothing. If he hits his incentives and gets to six, awesome. But I mean that he's making as much, if not lesser, than a lot of these guys that really aren't going to have starting roles on this team. So it tells me, okay, Bo Brock, like is AJ green, a bridge to another player that we're going to add in two weeks. That's my hope. And I I'm glad it, I'm glad it was taken care of before the draft, because you know, if they would have missed out on a receiver in two weeks and gone crawling back to AJ green, like maybe his demands are a little bit more. Well, they're 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 reading the draft tea leaves. They're seeing that as far as the guys that they're intrigued by in this draft, Jamison Williams. I mean, Chris Mortensen. He reported today on ESPN that he believes Jamo is going to be a top ten pick, and even you know he's getting a free trip to Arizona this next week for a draft pre draft visit. But uh, you know, realistically, who's going to be there at twenty three? So if the Arizona Cardinals and you're staring down, you know, the fifth or sixth best wide receiver in this class. Uh, you might be better settled to get another prospect at a different position. So we'll see what that means. You know, I, I don't think it takes, I agree with you. I don't think it takes them out of selecting a, a, a playmaker in this draft, but I think it looks a little bit different. Does it look like a John Mechie, the third, a guy that can kind of make play in the middle of the field, maybe more a slot receiver than that need that we thought initially on the outside, Frank Sanders, what does AJ green bring to the table though? Being a veteran presence, another veteran presence in that locker room for if they do bring in some young guys. Look, we, we got to go back and just address one issue. We do not know what D hops is going to be like when he come back. Not one. I, no one knows that we, we watch him in the swimming pool, but that's it. Everybody <laughs> coming from an ACL injury is not mentally and emotionally he might not be the same guy. And he's still the same guy that we could be paying a lot of money to. I, I like the fact that we have AJ. I just like, I like it when I see that our offense is, it becomes not predictable. Once D Hop got hurt, we went. We saw AJ sit on the right side the entire rest of the football season. That's pathetic, cross the board. And we saw that last year with, with with DeAndre Hopkins, and we saw him on the left side of the entire side, JV. And it was pathetic that we saw our number one receiver sit on the one side uh, of the left side of the football field. And that was that was a sad thing. What I see out of AJ, if if he's there, we still have a guy that we know can still be productive. Every NFL receiver's production only comes about his opportunities. We talked about that when we look at Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup gets 175 opportunities, got 146 catches, catch, catches, excuse me. Then you're going to see his production numbers look better than anybody else. We use the term the number one receiver, a two receiver, a three receiver. They're all starting receivers. <laughs> you just got to get the ball to them. How are you going to figure out how you get the ball to them? All of them are starting. I'm okay with going to get somebody with number three, number 23 because we don't know where D-Hops is going to be. I agree with you, JV. I would like to see that and bring some bring some extra talent in, some height, some speed, somebody we can get over top. But A.J. brings a presence. He's got numbers. And once once D-Hop got hurt, guess what? Everyone can start rolling the coverage to, D, to, to his side and start shutting the offense down because we became a one-sided offense, and that was pathetic. So hopefully that's not the case, JV, this year. 
Yeah, you know, I, listen, I I saw AJ Green deteriorate as the season went on. Are you kidding and I, me? And I saw his lack of production. I saw his lack of production at the end of the season. I saw this is a bit. I have a big fat caveat to this. If DeAndre Hopkins is, is healthy and playing, there's a really nice role for AJ Green on this offense. When AJ Green has to elevate himself to a two or a three on certain He's Sundays, the starting receiver. He's already from, two. From a from a three to a two or a one B, that's where we have issues. Last year, when DeAndre Hopkins went down, even with Zach Ertz, Christian Kirk and AJ Green wet the bed. They, Our they offense did not wet get the it. Bed. Well, offense, as a whole, though, neither one of those guys stepped bed. up. AJ Green has just like Christian Kirk has a role on this team. If you could have brought back Christian Kirk, Bo Brock, for three million dollars, hell yeah, you do it. Right, he wouldn't both come those back guys. Well, that's and that's that's exactly my point. Yeah, he's making you seven bro- times that. Yeah, good for him, and he'll. <laughs> the Jaguars will rule the day they they sign right. that contract extension. But, but I mean, both those guys, their numbers were almost identical, separated about a, about a hundred yards. Right, I I feel like you've got the straw that stirs the drink in D Hop. You've got an X factor in Rondell Moore, who we haven't seen really his peak yet, and what he could be with an expanded route tree, hopefully a a seamless transition for a rookie receiver to come in and be productive. And then AJ green, just a little cherry on top. Like AJ green comes out, has five, 600 yards, maybe a third of the targets removed from last year, four or five touchdowns. That's fine. He he's a role player. Now he is not a focal point. Johnny, you heard me, Johnny, you heard it's fine. No, it's not Is fine, it, man. Heck no, it's what? not fine. It's all about the money. You can the money a, dictates the role, and his and that, and the amount fine. of money they're paying him tells me your role is going to be limited. I hope your role is going to be limited compared to what was last year. You are hopefully just insurance if we flub up our rookie. That's what it's telling me. I think it just puts them in a position to get the best player available at 23. It, it, it doesn't push them into a position to have to draft a wide receiver now. And if they want to wait till 55, if they want to wait till 87, that's fine. AJ Green, Kyler Murray loves AJ Green. Like we know that. I mean, with, with DeAndre Hopkins off the field, it, he was his number one target. And I talked to Kyler Murray's trainer, uh, Stephen Baca, and he said for his first kind of uh, when he saw when he worked out with AJ Green in Texas, he said, this guy's a demon. He still believes in AJ Green. Remember last abilities. summer, it was insane the kind of hype he had. Yeah, but here's what happens though, and we've seen it with with guys that age. It's like for the marathon of a 17 game season now. I mean, it's unrealistic, especially when you're going to put the workload on AJ Green to be a number one guy. That that's unrealistic for sure. But if he is in that in that you know complimentary role, it's perfect. I, and, and and you said you're right. The money dictates that as well. But uh, they they got to get some more speed in this lineup. Whether it's a running back, whether it's it's a wide receiver, they got to get some more speed. They're a little too veteran laden for me. I mean, you got DeAndre Hopkins, twenty nine. AJ Green's going to be thirty four. You've got Zach Ertz, who's what thirty one. Uh, James Conner, you know that he's got to be on a snap count. So it, there, there's a lot has to go right for this. They're not leaving any margin for error offensively on this squad, even with the addition of AJ Green. We've got some good comments here. A lot of people are pro this move. I thought if we had taken a pulse of the fan base after the season, everybody would have been hands off AJ Green returning. Uh, but I, I do think it throws a little cold water on receiver or bust. My mindset, maybe Bose for pick 23. Frank Sanders 
we'll wrap it up with this. W- what's the best kind of season look like for AJ Green next year? What do you think he can accomplish, and what could be his last year in Arizona? I, I would say that I just fifty-four catches, eight hundred yards, a limited amount of opportunities when you know to the offense, the offense luck it sputtered tremendously, and the play calling was not innovative, and so. If you, I got a couple of that, man. Like I'm not just, I can't, I can't crap on a guy cause he's older and watch him and still give him and still serve 800 yards in the NFL, man. And you're still not, you're a two B or a six C or M or 15 Z guy. I don't, whatever that is. You're starting receiving in the NFL. And if the, if the plays are right, which we saw, these guys was catching balls. They were unstoppable JV. You know that. And I know that we saw, I, I just, I marveled at what was going on once D Hobbs got hurt, it just it went to bed, man. It just it went to stalemate, and I just I'm not I'm sad, I'm sad by that. What I would like to see is another fifty. I'll, I'll take another 55, 75 catches. Um, I, I, I think I think that's a that's an easy number with our quarterback, who's a freaking who's, who's a, who has a great arm, um, and can throw the hell out of that ball. So that to me, he he is a he's a catalyst that changes things. So I like I like between sixty something sixty to seventy five catches. Maybe maybe a little bit less than a less than less than a thousand, um, but I would like to see five to seven touchdowns, and I think that's definitely doable uh, if the offense stays innovative, man. And you can keep your matchups. You know, when you got one on one with D Hops, nobody's gonna go one on one with D Hops. They're not gonna do. Zach Ertz, they find a way to get in the ball in the middle of the field. That's another seventy-five catches. So the offense is there with the opportunity for all these guys, literally and honestly, to catch somewhere between fifty-five and and 95 balls easily this year. And somewhere, some will be above, over a thousand, some won't be. They're going to run it back from a team that's 10 and two. That's my general takeaway from this off season, but thankfully they do add new players in two weeks from today, the beginning of the NFL draft, which we will be having a party live at the Ainsworth hotel. Isaiah in the chat. I heard about the draft party. I'm very excited as are we Isaiah. I may be doing a double event that day. I'll be attending the draft party from four to 6 PM. Then heading to the Coyotes game early, the Coyotes game early. Love that. Uh, Hell yeah. It's def- definitely a best practice. And for those of you who don't know, 28th of April, the first round of the NFL draft. We're kicking it off early. I think the draft starts at, what, like 5.30 that, that evening. April 28th, 4 p.m. at the Ainsworth. Meet and greet. Byron Murphy will be in attendance. Arizona Cardinal cornerback, as my uh, counterpart, Bo Brock, likes to call him, CB1. We'll be there signing autographs, shaking hands. I don't know if he's doing photos or not. Uh, somebody asked me that on Twitter today. I'll have to double check on that for you. But I do know the first 50 people that get in, so you get a ticket. If you're one of the first 50, you get a free free autograph and, and meet him. So no no caveat, no hidden fees, just good fun, Bo Brock. And if Byron Murphy's not doing pictures, I think Frank Sanders will, right? All three of us would be right there, man, in our, <laughs> in our PHNA shirts, man, looking fly, signing autographs, and uh, taking pictures with the patrons, man, because we love the people. Isaiah knows more than I do. He says they are doing photos. <laughs> I didn't want to – see, I felt like we were doing photos, but I didn't want to come out and be like, he's doing photos, you know, right. and then disappoint yeah, people because all I do is disappoint people oh, according to this speaking show. speaking of photos. <laughs> man, oh, my I mean, God. They got a, another Johnny. Come on, I mean, man. You and beer don't get it. You know what? No, I like alcohol. All right. First of all, we got to talk about Kyler Murray. Before we do, <laughs> I want to remind everybody 
The NBA playoffs mean next-level basketball. Get ready for all the action by playing and betting on the play-in tournament with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win, and you get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch no matter what happens. The playing games conclude tomorrow night. It's been a hell of a start to the NBA postseason. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get risk-free bet up to 10 bucks if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. So you're making money regardless. Call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX, but $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament. Get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and older, Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. Uh, you can gamble on DraftKings. You can also gamble, Bo Brock, with your franchise quarterback, and that appears <laughs> to be what the Arizona Cardinals are doing with Kyler oh. Murray. Did you take the bait, Johnny? Are you taking the bait from what Eric bait? Burkhart to play Don't in the public me. arena and start negotiating a um, Kyler Murray extension at an unprecedented time? Are we in let's the final days it. of Kyler Murray as an Arizona Cardinal? Uh, let's, let's not start that. Come on. We're just getting started with Kyler Murray. He's going to get a fresh new contract probably before the beginning of the season. But Tom Pelissaro, he was raining on our A.J. Green parade today as we were, I guess, celebrating. Were we celebrating? Is that, yeah. is that the – yeah, You well, celebrate with, like, crackers. <laughs> then it was a Pelissaro bomb. Here's uh, here's what he said. The Cardinals have yet to make a contract offer to Pro Bowl quarterback Kyler Murray. His agent, Eric Burkhart, informed the team weeks ago he was pulling his opening proposal off the table per sources. Other teams are monitoring closely. Arizona says Murray won't be traded. Four quarterbacks, Pelissaro noted that Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr have signed contract extensions worth $40 million or more the past month. Market continues to go up. Murray do $5.5 million in 2022. Let's not forget some roster bonuses in there, but it'd be a surprise, according to Pelissaro, if he plays under that. And also, Pelissaro, quote, tweeted his own tweet saying that the Cardinals said they want to extend Kyler. Eventually, Murray said recently, I'm a Really not too worried about my future as a Cardinal, but with two weeks until the draft, there are no negotiations and other teams are watching a situation to monitor according to Pelicero. All right. This is bait. This is this this is nothing more than Eric Burkhart trying to force the Arizona Cardinals into a public negotiation. We've seen this play out with other quarterbacks after year three. Free agency happens, the draft happens, and then they get extended. Big mega million dollar extension. Eric Burkhart doesn't want that. He wants a historic contract and he wants it early just so he can kind of put that on his resume. Cause I don't, there's no reason otherwise to do it. I, I don't get it. I honestly don't. And I'm not going to take the bait on this because, you know, as far as the, the people that matter, Kyler Murray and the organization, they're saying all the right things. Um, are you ready to apologize, Bo Brock? Yesterday on this show, you said that the Cardinals did not screw themselves by waiting to sign Kyler Murray to an extension. Do you still feel that way today, 24 hours later? No, I still feel that way. I, I don't wow. see like okay. what the big deal is. I mean, you're going to tell me that the with the Las Vegas Raiders, the Raiders, one of the worst organizations in the last couple of decades, and the Cleveland Browns, 
they're going to force the another organization and how they're going to pay their quarterback. Like you're going to bring that to the negotiation table. The Browns paid 230 million guaranteed dollars to Deshaun Watson. And they're going to say, well, that's the only way they got back into the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Like we, we live like you can kind of bring that nuance to the negotiation table. It's not in black and white that way. Like Kyler Murray is going to get more of a contract that resembles Josh Allen. And sure. It's going to go, tick up a little bit, but it's not going to matter what Derek Carr's done and what he's getting paid and what Deshaun Watson's getting paid. And what truly is going to matter is how Steve Kime sets up the contract each and every season and how it impacts the Cardinals cap. Cause that's all that really matters on a year to year basis. Because when you look at these mega million dollar contracts and what they're, how they're impacting this year's cap, it hasn't like taken the teams out of the ability to feel competitive teams. It's an ugly situation for the Cardinals right now. It really is. I, I'm. I think Tom. I think Tom is on point, man. It's just an ugly situation. The optics are horrible. Um, you, you could be. We talked about this um, you know, last year and how important it was to get certain names of free agents in and sign these guys and get them locked in, and that it it it, it made it made it made it more attractive to become an Arizona Cardinal. Your starting quarterback even isn't signed, so you don't know what you're going to get. And if you're talking about bringing in free agent receivers that that in itself is well who's the quarterback if you don't sign him then he might not be here and they have to that deal needs to be done and the, the longer they prolong it the more uh the worse it looks optic optically the way the way it's making the fans feel and the, the conversation if you just want to stay in the in the media then don't sign them and then say hey we're going to sign you on june 30 june 30th and then that's that's when, right before we go up in the training camp and then that's good because we we kept our name viable the whole entire offseason. But I I'm, I think it's bad, man. And the conversation that's out there it leaves room for more options that I, I would I would hate to start talking about trading Kyler Murray on draft day because we decided that that was a better move and that could be on the, the table. T- the timing of this whole thing is is a little sketch. It's, it's a sketch, little right? Sketch. It's sketchy, sketchy. It's they're 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 trying to twist the screws. I I I swear I wish I could negotiate against you guys if you're really going to bow down to the if this sets a worse precedent for the Arizona Cardinals organization going forward if they deliver an extension before what's already been done with guys like Josh Allen and Carson Wentz and Jared Goff and Deshaun Watson all those guys it's it's happened in June or later if the Arizona Cardinals if they bow down and feed into this fear porn from Kyler Murray's representation and and give him his extension now then every single player that they have in this organization is going to play this game on social media when they want a contract extension well the cardinals though i think there's a little bit of concern with the cardinals right now because there have been franchise icons that have left on poor terms chandler jones patrick peterson now past their prime but i mean they got paid they did once upon a time they did but they were i just the top paid players at their position in their when prime was the, when was the last time the cardinals have signed the top player at their position Buda baker and that was how long ago? Last offseason? Yeah, it's it's hard to go apples and oranges with a safety and the, the oh. only franchise quarterback you've ever had. I mean, I, I, they paid Carson I go back. Palmer handsomely. He was making he was making some top quarterback money when he was wearing go, Arizona Cardinals uniform. Yeah, but this team, that's different. This team they also never like balked, they also this team like, has never balked at paying a player in its prime. Most carrying the water had. for the organization. Uh, they also oh, like, come on. They also what do like, I have to gain from that? They also let Kurt Warner go take a visit with San Francisco after he took him to the Super Bowl. Like, let's not give them the most credit here. They have their flaws. They have issues. 
I think they would prefer. I think they went into this offseason naively thinking they weren't going to have to pay Kyler Murray. And then Kyler and Eric flipped the script on them and said, no, you are going to pay us. Here's a, here's a proposal. Michael Bid was like, I'm not looking at this shit. And then eight other quarterbacks got extended in the month of March. And now the Cardinals, I don't think the Cardinals budgeted to extend Kyler Murray this offseason. And now they're going to have to come up and fabricate 45 to $50 million. I think that's what's happening. I think it's why we haven't seen them have a robust free agency. I think they're having to overturn everything they've done this offseason because of the fact that they, this was thrown on their lap the first week of February, and the number has only risen. And now you've got a quarterback. Everybody in the chat wants to know, is Kyler Murray going to hold out? Now, you've got reports today from, from folks saying he's not going to hold out, but then national reporters are saying, no, 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 he's not reporting to camp without a new deal. And the they've put a timeline on this getting done before the draft because, because well, that if was it doesn't bump. get done, he wants to be traded if it doesn't get done. That was according to Albert Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback and then Kyle Odegaard, who I trust his sources a little bit more than Breer's, said that that's, that's he's not going to hold out. I mean, come on. I mean, what are As we a doing player. here? There was a, there was a there was a comment real quick. There was a comment yeah. today that I think fully encapsulates this on Twitter. I can't remember who said it. What national reporter? Kyler Murray and Eric Burkhart know that the Cardinals need Kyler Murray more than Kyler Murray needs the Cardinals, and that I've thought that way for three years with this young man. He has options. He has leverage. He's using it now. The Cardinals are. Let's face it, in a relevant franchise in a lot of ways without K-1, they go from a playoff team to a top 10 drafting team, a team with dysfunction. They're the Carolina Panthers. They're the the New York Jets without Kyler Murray. They've got an unstable general manager. They've got an owner who's a franchise's longest championship drought in professional sports history. Like, Of course they're using this leverage, and it's like – what is it? The immovable object meets whatever. Like that's what's happening. Michael Bidwell doesn't want to be pushed around. Kyler Murray doesn't care. Eric Burkhart, they don't care. And that's 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 why this hasn't gotten done yet. The numbers don't lie, brothers. They just they just don't lie, and the optics don't lie. We we know that in this situation, for real, they, they just they don't lie. You know what? I know what my position is. I know what I'm. I what I produce and um, produce on the football field. I know what I'm supposed to be paid. I know what I'm supposed to be getting. A contract or no contract, I'm going to hold out regardless because if I don't get it, then that's on you. And the optics are back on you, not on me because I'm a two-time pro bowler. You're not going to pay me? I'm the rookie of the year. You're not going to pay me? I mean, this is – yeah, He's I know. saying Wait. they're not going to pay him. Well, that's the part. I should be getting yeah. my money now. We should be moving forward in this conversation. Nobody – And hey, guess what? Bo, you're right, Bo. They're, they're yeah. going to pay him. They're going to pay him in June. That's what you're saying. You're, you're 100% under, under the belief that they're going to pay him in June, and then all this will just be it's be water on a duck's back. And I believe I, I think what you got or not you guys, what I'm saying is people are <laughs> feeding into this fear that is being put out there by Eric Burkhart. Like it is hook, line, and sinker. Because otherwise, I mean, people, you could have made the case for Josh Allen. Why isn't he paid now? Why didn't you pay Josh Allen yesterday? He gets paid in July. That's because Josh Allen and his representation decided to go about it in a different way. They didn't want to drag his organization through the mud. I don't understand 
why Eric Burkhart is doing this. And for whatever reason, I would say, you know, it's it's turned Kyler Murray, his representation, the Arizona Cardinals organization into two polarizing figures to where, you know, people you're on one side or on the other side. It's about 50-50. And people are saying, well, the Cardinals are dropping the ball here. Uh, you know, why don't you get Kyler Murray his bag? Where it's just like this, it's never happened in the history of the sport or since the current you know, contract structure's been in place since 2011. You know what I think, though? I, th- I think that we saw what happened with Dallas, and that was just – it was an eyesore on when Dak Prescott was supposed to get paid. It was going to get paid, and they chose not to pay him. And it just but – they, but they chose to sign other guys that offseason instead of signing Dak Prescott. And it just it, – it ruined that team. Then he comes out, he gets hurt, then he goes back, and then, what does Jerry Jones have to eat the words and say, guess what, I'm going to pay him, and then we go through the offseason and he finally gets paid. But I think that when we was – Coming out of the season between March and April, the conversation was, "Hey, man, we need to, we need to pay this guy. We need to go ahead and get this out the way, and let's let's start establishing what we thought was going to be an immediate jump into the free agency market to start running this team and establishing what this team was going to be after losing, you know, after watching what had happened, you know, in, in the end of the season. I think that would have been a lot more lucrative and better for us in, in on the free agency market if we'd have signed our quarterback." And then went out and then established certain things. And then it might have been a more attractive fit to some of the guys that were that's either holding out right now or that we just bypassed in the free agency market. I I, I have not seen where it's been debunked that he's he's not gonna hold out. Um I felt this entire time that he's not gonna show up to anything without a contract. Now that was kind of debunked because he was shown at the facility working out with J.J. Watt that day. We were all celebrating like, oh, this is probably a step in the right direction. My next question is, is he going to be at OTAs? Is Kyler Murray going to be at OTAs? I mean, we'd have to see what the language in his contract is uh, for roster bonuses because his know, current little his rookie little contract he doesn't care. Well, about he that. he's got he's got about a four and a half five million dollar roster bonus. I mean, that, that's nothing to kind of sneeze at. I mean, Kyle Odegaard said Kyler Murray has no plans to ask for a trade. To ask for a trade, but he's and then we saw him in his short shorts with JJ Watt working out. I mean. What's he doing at the? He's he's there at the sign a good faith now. to work out. Sure. But to, OTAs are different than a random day going and lifting weights with my guy Frank Sanders. When you go to OTAs, you're leading the team, right? You're going mm-hmm. through position drills. You might run a little seven on seven. Like they they're counting on you to be the franchise quarterback, not just a random day in March and April just going to work out the facility. I I am back on the the side of I do not think he's going to report to anything now without a new contract. I think this has gotten ugly enough because of a Twitter report. This is, this is very, you're going to, you're going to start to like your, what your eyes have seen. You've actually seen Kyler Murray in the facility behind JJ Watt, the best buddy comedy that's going to hit the theaters this summer. You're going to, you're you, you, those are your eyes are lying to you because Tom Palosaro was fed a report from Eric Burkhart, who, who's the only person that would benefit from this with him and Kyler Murray's camp. You're just going to believe. Okay. Well, I mean, because they want a deal done now. And it doesn't uh, like I like that the Arizona Cardinals are just kind of like, okay, you can play this game and we're just gonna continue to business as usual. And when we're like when Eric Burkhart, he gave them that contract proposal, they didn't even look at it. They're like, we're not ready. They've got they, what I'm I'm kind of glad that they have a timeline in place and they'll negotiate it when they're ready to negotiate. This is pro football talk reporting. If Kyler Murray holds out, it would get uh, very expensive quickly for him. He'd lose 
$4.5 million roster bonus if he's not with the team on the third day, not of OTAs, but training camp. So we're a long way from that. But if he holds I just out at training that. camp, yes. <laughs> if he holds out at training camp three days in, um, he loses $4.5 million. You say it's nothing to sniff at. I, that's it's it's I actually can sneeze on it, spit on it, and move it out the way just because if I'm going to get 25 to 20, 42 million dollars to 47 million dollars, that four million dollars mean nothing in the scope of what I'm trying to really hold out for, which I believe I deserve. And that's the difference in the conversation. I believe I deserve this. And if you're not willing to do that, then we need to move forward in another direction. The optics look like, yeah, we're, we're, we're all together. But you signed your head coach and you signed the general manager. And so if I'm not the future, then what are we doing? And, and again, that we could take this and say what everyone else is saying. Every other quarterback is they've already moved that deal out of the way. And then yet we're still here having this conversation. We don't. And again, Bo, you believe it's going to happen in June? I'll ride with you, dog. But I, right. I'm definitely not going. JV, I won't be at mini. I won't be at OTAs. I won't be at mini camp. I won't be at no way, brother. I'm not doing because if I get hurt, I'm screwed. See, that's the point. That's why I would hold out. Because if I get hurt in camp, I have no negotiating power. I for, lose that waiting on June. I for lose Eric, that. for Eric Burkhart to leak out that hey guys, we'd like to be extended now because if we're not extended before the draft, we want to leave the door open for other teams to trade for Kyler. So he can get his extension then uh, does not like he'll be a Cardinal if it means if the Cardinals are going to pay him the most money. But I feel like Kyler and his representation thinks like I'll go to Carolina. I'll go to Pittsburgh if they're going to pay me 50 million dollars. Like I, I do think that we're probably giving him too much credit from a charity thing he did a couple of weeks ago saying I'm an Arizona Cardinal. Well, yeah, for now. But if another team wants to pay him more money and the Cardinals don't, why would they want, not want to explore that? That's what I'm taking away from a lot of these comments. They want, they want to go where the money is. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but like his stock is not saddled with this franchise until they pay him. No chance. Hey, look, I, I just don't – the Arizona Cardinals, and, and I'm, I'm still waiting to hear where they didn't – where they balked at, at paying a player at, you know, as one of the highest paid players at his position. It's just happened. They have a long, there's a long list of players that have pay, been paid handsomely. Like you can put the other variables into it. What happened with Christian Kirk? What happened with Clay's Campbell? What happened with Chandler Jones and Patrick Peterson? But all, you know, the last three were in their 30s. It wasn't a prime quarterback. So I, I don't think that there should be any doubt. I think if you just hold steady, if you don't buy into this fear porn from Eric Burkhart, Kyler Murray's representation because he wants this done now because he knows it's going to be historic. He knows it's going to be ahead of any like faster than anybody else did it because, and, and then if you're, if you're a representative, uh, representative of Justin Fields or Mac Jones or Trey Lance or, or Trevor Lawrence, Kyle was uh, Zach Wilson, then you'll probably start, you'll start, you'll throw a party because now there's a new goal line for this. There's the, the goalposts are now been moved. Can I add this little notation? It, we're using the term fear, and I, I just want to say this here. I think that if you don't sign me, I already know. I already know my options, and so. But if you if you don't sign me, then you have options to trade me or to do stuff in the draft, and and to wait for the last minute for that. Because Eric might be arguing that if you just sign him, you take away that conversation of me having to think that you're not going to sign me or that on draft day you'd walk up and say the Arizona Cardinals has traded 
uh, Kyler Murray to the Atlanta Falcons along with blah, blah, blah for the first round for their Atlanta's first round draft pick on day one. And they walk up before even before it gets started to the podium. That's that is very possible to happen. You know why? Because this entire offseason, for the most part, Kyler Murray has been the bad guy in the flunky on why the Arizona Cardinals stunk up this season. He has poor attitude. He has poor leadership. He has this. He has that. So everything has been crapped on Kyler. And who got the new contract? Not the head coach got the new contract. So forget what he did, but look at what I didn't do. And so now, yeah, if I'm the if I'm if I'm if that this is I'm the agent of that player, I'm gonna say let's kill all this this hate this hate conversations about my player and sign him. But if you don't want to do that, then now I'm definitely not showing the OTAs. I'm definitely gonna keep pushing the narrative that it's all about the Cardinals and. The Cardinals have the right to do that. I agree. But that fear that's out there is the part that Kyle has been the bad guy the whole offseason. And so if you don't sign him, you're telling me you got options and you're going to keep your door open until probably after the draft. And that's a scary spot. That's, that, that is a scary spot to be if you're Kyle Murray because you, then you don't know. Then you just been, then you just got played. If you're taking a pulse of the media uh, and whether or not they believe this is going to happen to hold out a trade, I think the local perspective is – They'll get a deal done. We've everybody's got time. National perspective is that everything's on the table, uh, and there are some people thinking smoke where there's fire yeah. with regard to leaking this out before the draft, um, wanting to expedite it. I do think that it's a little bit media driven. It's probably naive to say on this show of all shows, but I, I would I would definitely like to clarify like people who are in touch with this organization do not believe they're going to trade Kyler Murray. There, there's no way to benefit from that. And I think if you're putting Michael Bidwell in a position where you either have to trade the one thing that has escaped you, your your entire career, your dad's entire career, a young franchise quarterback, trading that entity to somebody else to reap the benefits of Kyler Murray's prime years or just paying him a little bit more money, you're better served paying him. And Michael Bidwell, he's a smart guy. Um, and I think he's much more level-headed than his father. Frank knows that, probably knows that firsthand. But at the end of the day, like, the longer they wait, Bo, I, th- I just feel like the, the worse this becomes from a public perspective and from a, you know, a financial perspective. Well, until the deal's done. And then, then we'll get the details on the deal. And you say, whoa, that wasn't, uh, you know, it's either what I expected or it's it's a little bit less or completely, you know, blows it out of the water what we were expecting as far as guaranteed money and what he's going to make on a, a yearly basis. But like, I, I think that Eric Burkhart, I think a lot of people for the first time saw Kyler Murray look mortal against the Los Angeles Rams in that playoff game. And the idea that each and every season Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals have tasted more success than the previous season. They go five, They have five wins the first season, improved off a three-win season. They had eight wins the next year on the outside of looking in into the playoffs, and then they make it into the playoffs at, as, with 11 wins. It's going to be tough to have a better season than 11 wins, especially in a, in a murderer's row NFC West, and continue to get better and better. Right now, the iron is hot, and Eric Burkhart is trying to strike for his client. That's his job. I don't like I, I I shouldn't I don't hate the guy for doing it. I don't like and I don't think like the Arizona Cardinals appreciate him playing this out publicly publicly, but he has a job to do and this is what he thinks is the best move for him and his and his client. But so do the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals, as I said, and I'll repeat this again, they have a history of paying their guys. And if they just hurt hold serve and they pay him 
and after the draft, June, July, you know, all this was just us blowing smoke for yep, 30 just, minutes a day. Just like B said, man, we have dominated the headlines. Super Bowl narrative is process. process is We're in the news, the baby. We're staying relevant. <laughs> they know what they're doing. He said the Super Bowl narrative is proceeding as planned. That's crazy because guess what? Do you think that the, the team, just a little sidebar, do you think that the team would, uh, since the NFL has said they do not want the home team to be in the Super Bowl again, do you think that the Cardinals would be willing to dump this season and move on with the idea that since we can't be there, we might as well capitalize on this moment? Well, crazy I mean, talk. is that crazy? That's the fan base. They've dumped the they've dumped this season by now participating in free agency already. I mean, okay. they have not added to a team last year that went what one and five down the stretch. Uh, we talked about that in our first segment with bringing back AJ Green. Uh, I so I don't. I've never viewed this season as an all-in season for a Super Bowl appearance in your own building um, just because I they probably don't view that as a likelihood either. I mean, crazy things can happen. There's still playoff odds in their favor to get to the postseason. But, I mean, like, they're, they're not aggressive this offseason in extending their quarterback or improving their team substantially, Bo. But we, we, we've created a new we, – we've moved the goalposts of when you need to extend your quarterback. I just don't understand, like, why we're just like, oh, it's, it's perfectly fine. It's never happened before, but it needs to happen with Kyler Murray, even though there's guys that have done – have accomplished more. Even though Kyler Murray – look, I'm not taking away from what he's done. Two, t- two-time Pro Bowler, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Heisman Trophy in his trophy case. I mean, it's, it's really impressive. You'd be hard-pressed to find a more impressive resume than Kyler Murray. But, you know, at the end of the day – I think that there is, especially how things ended last season, it's the the water's a little bit murkier, but the team views him as the future franchise quarterback. They will pay him. They're just not going to do anything. He doesn't get special treatment just because they want it now. It's Kiro, not J.G. I, Whitworth. Hey, I want my money. I want it now. I want it now. Kiro saying, <laughs> Johnny, you were the one that reported that Kyler unfollowed the Cardinals. I love you, but I'll never forgive you. <laughs> First of all, that's nice of you to say. Um, the the messenger. A, we like to have fun on this show. Um, and, yes, that, that you know, February did happen. Um, Kyler Murray uh, did scrub his Instagram. But we, but we uh, we made the most of it, uh, as did my coworkers today at a lunch Ooh. outing, mocking <laughs> my ability to chug a beer. Uh, for those of you again that need a reference photo, this is what it's I'm so talking terrible. about. Um, so I hate everyone. Uh, this is for <laughs> producer Jacob's birthday lunch. Um, yeah, I just. What are they drinking though? What what's uh, what's our boy Espo on the left have there? What kind of cocktail is that? He, Shane, and Jacob all have the same drink. I'm gonna, Shane. Can I bring you on, producer Shane? It was a, it was a grapefruit cocktail they had. Oh, fancy! Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. I think that's the correct way to actually drink that drink. That's that's very true. Not how you <laughs> chug a beer. I want to remind everybody uh, that children five or old and older are eligible for the COVID nineteen vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID nineteen. The vaccine can reduce the chances and the risks of being hospitalized or even dying from the disease. It's safe, free, and highly effective. And vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. 
And we have a new partner in the house, excited to welcome OG's brand to the PHNX family. OG's is one of Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchens. It's dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. You'll never look silly eating or consuming OG's like Johnny did with the Miller Light. Coors Light apologized. The quality of the products stem from the combination of accurate dosing and amazing flavor. Edibles are not a one-size-fits-all product, which is why OGs is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and preferences. Their motto? Flavoring life. And that's something we can all get behind. Let's get tropical, like the drink Shane was putting down at lunch today. Tropical fruit flavors with guava, strawberry kiwi, raspberry orange, and piña colada so many different flavors and it's not a one-size-fits-all thing as far as your dosing goes if you're interested trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that ogs provides go to ogsbrands.com that's o-g-e-e-z brands.com to find ogs near you and i guess they're going to be out there downtown on friday as is the phnx crew doing some content we got so much good content coming your way. I mentioned at the top of the show, Bears repeating two weeks from today, live from the Ainsworth Hotel in Phoenix, April 28th, the NFL Draft. We're going to have Byron Murphy, CB1, in the house, shaking hands, kissing babies, signing autographs, as well as my guy Frank Sanders, Damian Anderson. Bo and I will be there as well. We're going to have draft coverage out the wall. All three days we're going to have draft coverage. We're going to be live for the entirety of the first round, it's going to be absolutely insane. If you need to bone up on some PHNX, go to gophnx.com now. Become a member. Join our member Discord chat with Bo and I. Go get a free T-shirt from the PHNX merchandise locker like the one I've got on right now. Bo's got the same one. If you become a member for the year, you get a free tee. Order it now. Maybe you get it in time. Come hang out at the Ainsworth in two weeks. But regardless, we want to see everybody out at the Ainsworth Show some unity and support of our Cardinals as they no doubt blunder the first overall pick. We all leave disappointed. <laughs> Man, you have as so they, much confidence. As they, as who's who's one of the inside linebackers? As they take the kid from Georgia, Nicole oh man, Dean. As they oh, take an inside terrible. backer. Oh, you terrible dog. They're going to take a uh, kicker. We're going to take a kicker. That's what we're going to take. We're going to take a kicker with the first overall pick, 23rd pick in the 2020 draft. Albert in the chat says, let Johnny eat an edible to calm down about Kyler's contract. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, You're going to trip balls and freak out even more so. It's going to go I completely will. wrong. It, it will. I'm not. When I take an edible, it goes the opposite way. Yeah, I'm, I'm freaking out, man. Super paranoid. Um, the franchise quarterback. This has been a very eventful day. AJ Green is back for some reason. Kyler Murray is still pissed off about his contract. We will be back tomorrow for PHNX Cardinals Live on a Friday. Um, we had gone, what, like 20-some days without Kyler Murray contract talk. It's our uh, incident national- board. It's at zero yes. again. <laughs> it got shaved. Now it's at zero. It'll probably get re-upped next week, but until then, For Bo Brock, Frank Sanders, I'm Johnny Venerable. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. We'll see you tomorrow.